This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. What's going on? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us today on a Tuesday. Hope you guys are uh, having a nice day, having a nice week. Whatever you bet on today. I know there's some NFL tonight, some NFL yesterday. Whatever you guys are betting on. Hopefully it's going your way and you're cashing a little bit. There's a, there's a decent amount of games on today, you know, where it kind of reminds me of uh, the middle of the pandemic when there was all those sports going on every day, you know, you always had something to watch. Now, obviously the NFL, college football are going on, but the NBA is not back for a couple weeks. Hockey, I have no idea what's going to happen with hockey. They say January 1st, but I've read a couple reports that say they may push it to the end of January, beginning of February. So, you know, you just don't know with the NHL and I'm a I'm an avid NHL better. The NHL may be my best sport, maybe. And I'm kind of pivoting because usually, as a lot of you guys know, I don't bet much NBA. And I'm getting ready to start betting NBA in a couple weeks because more action means more opportunity. And if you're sitting on the sidelines, don't know how to handicap, then you're no better than anybody else, right? Then you're just an average Joe making average bets. But that's not what we do here. So I will be ready to go, locked and loaded, right when the NBA season starts. And I may even have a couple of futures for you guys coming up here this week or next. Um, speaking of futures, we're going to talk about the NFL on today's show and uh, talk about some futures that I actually like. And just kind of take a look right now of what the market is saying it expects in the NFL as we close the season, or at least approach the last month of the NFL season. So, uh, real quick here, it's funny. I'm getting a a text right now from uh, my girlfriend, Allie, and uh, (laughs) we're doing... So, for those who don't know, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, I think too, they do these bachelor and bachelorette FanDuel contests, you know? Um, it's it's just like fantasy, you know, DFS, where you pick a certain person, and it's it's more of like a single game DFS to where there's your MVP who gets two times points, your star who gets 1.5 times points, and then a couple other people. But I saw today on FanDuel, they were doing a free contest, and hey, why not? It's free. So I texted my girlfriend, and she's all into those shows. So she's been helping me... Uh, <laughs> build my lineup uh so i'm not that that does not mean i'm gonna be watching the bachelorette tonight okay let's make that perfectly clear you don't always have to watch the games you have money on but i kind of thought that's funny we're going back and forth all day she's you know she's trying to handicap this so it's it's hysterical but uh either way um let's you know let's let's go bachelorette tonight but all right, let's get back to it. On today's show, like I said, the NFL, some futures bets, and I got a couple favorite bets for you that I would make myself. So right now, uh, just so you guys know, the odds that I'm going to be giving out, these are pretty much market consensus, and if anything, they're the lowest odds you could find anywhere. I'm not going to give any rogue numbers where you have to go to one specific place, you know, some sports book in Taiwan to, to bet these. I'm going to give some good numbers that I think a lot of you guys will be able to get for probably a couple days, at least till the NFL uh, slate starts this weekend. And uh, let's get into it. So what we'll do is division by division, and then I'll kind of go conferences, and then maybe if there's anything for the Super Bowl. But And in the divisions, I have three best bets for the division bets. And right now, I mean, there's a lot of divisions that are either wrapped up or don't even have odds. The NFC North and South don't have any odds out right now. And it makes sense because you look at the NFC North, and the Saints have a pretty big lead 
Yeah, they have a three-game lead over Tampa Bay. They've already clinched a playoff spot. And, yeah, no odds that I've seen offer anything for New Orleans or Tampa Bay. It wouldn't probably be worth it because New Orleans has pretty much wrapped this thing up. But uh, no odds for that. And in the north, Green Bay has a three-game lead on Minnesota. And, uh, boy, what would you have said if I would have come on here and said, okay, I know the Chicago Bears are 5-1, and one, but fast forward a little bit, they're going to lose six games in a row and be behind the uh, Green Bay Packers by four games. Holy shit. I mean, I, I everybody was saying it. It wasn't anything new that, hey, Chicago, probably not as good as their record. But to think they were this bad, I mean, they have fallen off the map. Very bad. Uh, Minnesota right now, second place in the North. But either way, you can't find odds for the North and South. But I do actually like a bet for the NFC East and the NFC West. So let's start off with the NFC East. Currently, you've got uh, New York Giants and Washington football team. I'm getting better at that. The Washington football team, both 5-7. and seven, And the odds are... New York Giants are the favorite, minus 145. The Washington football team, plus 150. Now, this is really interesting because we actually have a small arbitrage opportunity if you guys would like. And not to get too confusing here, two in the weeds, we could probably do an entire show on arbitrage betting. But essentially, an arbitrage bet is where you guarantee a profit no matter what happens. Now, you're not going to guarantee a huge profit, but if all you do is arbitrage betting all day, every day, you make a little bit of money. Sportsbooks try and avoid that. Sportsbooks try and work together. But really, the, the, the best way to do arbitrage betting is to have several different sportsbooks. We talked about this on yesterday's show. Now, you got to be a part of four or five at least different sportsbooks if you're going to start making money. And it's rare to get an arbitrage opportunity on the same sports book. It's, it's almost impossible. So what you've got to do is compare prices on other sites and uh, get an arbitrage opportunity. But right now, until the Giants, and I should say actually the Giants market consensus is closer to 143, minus 143. And the Washington football team, plus 150. Until the Giants get expensive up to the point of minus 150, right now they're minus 143, we've got seven cents of arbitrage to work. Again, if you can make a bet, New York Giants minus 150, Washington football team plus 150, if there were no other results, like the Philadelphia or, or Dallas couldn't win, then that would be a risk-free bet. You would make $0.00. You understand? So minus 150 plus 150, it's, it's risk-free. If it were above plus 150 for the Giants or above minus 150, so let's say like minus 160, minus 170, well, now you're getting to like a normal hold, right? Minus 170 for the Giants, plus 150 for the Washington football team. Well, you're not getting that here because the, the market still has to account for Philadelphia and Dallas. There's still a small percent chance they could win. So, and I actually didn't really plan on going this deep in the arbitrage, but it's worth it. If you guys were to bet, let's say, well, to maximize your, your profitability, what you'd want to do is bet, for the sake of this example, uh, 143, right on the minus 143. So you're betting 143 to win 100. And then on the uh, Washington football team, you're betting 100 to win 150. If the Giants win the division, we break even, right? We bet 143 to win 100. So you win 100 there, but you lose the 100 from the Giants. And if the Giants win, you make $7 because the Giants win, we get back 150 and we lose the 143 we bet on Washington. So look, I know this example is only a $7 example, and 
it may not be worth it if you're not betting $50,000 on these games and there's probably not a $50,000 limit on a futures in the divisions. <laughs> but this is a good example. And you guys see right here, this is a really good example of how arbitrage betting works. You're making a bet on both sides and you're guaranteeing yourself a profit. Now, keep in mind, this is all assuming Philadelphia or Dallas does not win the division. And currently, Philadelphia, what are they, two and a half games back? Dallas is, uh, no, Philadelphia is one and a half games back. Dallas is two games back with four games to go. So you can see, if Philadelphia or Dallas wins out, they've got a good chance to win the division. I just don't think that's likely at all. And I think we have kind of a pseudo uh, arbitrage opportunity here with the Giants and Washington football team. So I digress, right? I wanted to go over that and kind of talk about arbitrage and give you guys an example of what an arbitrage bet looks like. But my best bet, or best bet, one of my bets for the divisions in the NFC East is actually the Washington football team. I think Washington has a better chance to win the division than the current odds of plus 150. And here's why. If you look at the rest of the schedule, Washington goes to San Francisco home against the Seahawks, home against the Panthers, on the road at the Eagles. I see two wins there. I see Washington beating the 49ers and beating Philadelphia. Now, those are their two road games, so not as likely as you may think, but that's not what we're betting on. We're not betting on each individual game. We're betting on the collective. What are the odds that all of these things together will or will not happen? If you look at the Giants' remaining schedule, They've got the Cardinals at home, the Browns at home, on the road against the Ravens, and then the Cowboys at home. Now, I'm giving the Giants the Cowboys game, but I think they will really struggle against the Cardinals, Browns, and the Ravens. So simply by the, by the remaining schedule, I like the Washington football team because I think that these teams should be closer to even money, closer to pick them. But here's the catch. Here's the, here's the catch or the kicker. What I, was, I, I combined those two, the catcher. Um, Washington has lost twice this year to New York, right? The, the, the Giants are 2-0 against Washington. So if each team finishes with the same record, which right now, here's what's happening, is Vegas is saying they're projecting it's very likely that New York and Washington finish the season with the same record. Therefore, New York gets a small bump, minus 143. Washington, small back, at, at plus 150. But I disagree with that. I think there's a much better chance that we see Washington end up with two wins of the remaining four and New York only win one of the remaining four games. I think that there's a probably about a 65 to 70% chance that happens. And if that's correct, then what I was saying earlier, that this should be a pick em, or closer to a pick em, minus 110 for each team, is the correct answer. So we're getting a little bit of value here with the New York Giants. I think it's a, a decent bet. I think that, or excuse me, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. We're getting good value here with the Washington football team. I have a bad habit of doing that, don't I? Just I, I get it going sometimes. This brain, I tell you what. Jesus Christ. Uh, Washington. I like Washington here. Plus the 150. A little bit of value. I think it's not the worst bet in the world. And if again, that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to find a little bit of value here, a little bit of value there. You know, I mean, the casinos and blackjack work with about a 0.5% edge. If we can find a 0.5% edge, we want to exploit it. So uh, it's, it's, it's not a guarantee of a million dollars, but it's, it's, it's not a bad bet. So Washington plus 150, I like it. Uh, NFC West, I also like a team here. Uh, I like the Seattle Seahawks. Now, currently, if you look at the NFC West, both Seattle 
and the LA Rams are 8 and 4. And the LA Rams actually have the edge. They're currently in first place. And I think that's cuz they beat Seattle earlier this year. Yes, they beat Seattle 23-16. But again, like I did last time, let's look at their last four games. The Rams have the Patriots and Jets at home, and then the Seahawks on the road finish with Arizona at home. Seattle finishes their se- finishes their season Jets at home, Washington on the road, Rams at home, 49ers on the road. So obviously these two teams are going to meet in the second to the last week of the season on December 27th. That game will be played in LA. Excuse me. That game will be played in Seattle. And I like Seattle in that game. And I think the season pretty much will come down to that game. Because even though Seattle may struggle on the road against the 49ers division game, I could easily see Seattle going 3-0 and in those other three games. Jets, Washington, 49ers, I see a 3-0 and for Seattle. And in the three games that the Rams play, besides the Seahawks, Patriots, Jets, and Cardinals, well, I simply think there's a much higher chance the Rams let one slip in those three games. But let's say I'm wrong. Let's say they don't. Let's say they have no chance of losing all those three games, which them losing one of those three games or Seattle losing one of their other three games, it's much more likely the Rams lose one. But we're focusing on that December 27th game where the Rams go on the road to the Seahawks. And again, the Seahawks will be a favorite. I think the Seahawks should be the favorite. So currently, at the current numbers of the LA Rams minus 155 to win the division and the Seattle Seahawks plus 125 to win the division, I again think it's not a ton of value, but it certainly is value on Seattle. Look at all the different scenarios, what you think will happen in those scenarios, and see what they're charging. That's how we pretty much make every other bet of our lives. This is just a little different because it's a futures bet, so you're not handicapping one game. There's a lot of different things to to take into account. But I like Seattle, plus 125. In the NFC East, I like Washington, plus 150. Currently, both teams, the second team in each uh, respective division in terms of odds, but I don't like the favorites in either of those. Now, my last bet, going over to the AFC, I do like a favorite. Obviously, four divisions in the AFC, three of those divisions are not bettable. You can't even find a bet on the AFC West. You know, uh, Kansas City's got that locked up. AFC North, Pittsburgh is 33-1. to <laughs> uh, Buffalo Bills are 12-1. to you know, I, or, or I should say 1-33 to and 1-12. to They're massive favorites. Pittsburgh, minus 3,000 pretty much. Buffalo Bills, minus 1,100. So, you understand. There's really no... Unless you think there's a window for Cleveland to sneak in or Miami to sneak in, but these divisions are pretty much locked up. Not much is going to happen there. And I know I can hear you guys right, oh, Cleveland! Cleveland's got a chance! Cleveland's got... Uh, I don't think so. Cleveland plays Pittsburgh one more time this year. Pittsburgh dominated Cleveland that first matchup. I don't think there's any way Baker Mayfield and the Browns win this division. Now, if I thought there was a better than a 1-12 in 12 chance, then I'd do it, right? Because 12-1 to 1 plus 1,200 for the Browns suggests if there's a 10-1 to 1 chance, right, 10%, then that's value on the Browns. But I don't think that's the case. I think there's probably a, a 15-1, to 20-1 to 1 chance the Browns win. They're charging 12-1. to 1. Hence, no value. So, no value in the North, no value in the East. They, they're not even offering a West. So, we're going to the South. And I like the favorites here. I like the Tennessee Titans because it comes down pretty much to Tennessee and Indianapolis. Now, Houston has a... 
Excuse me. Promise it's not COVID. Uh, Houston has a 300 to 1 chance to win the division, according to Vegas Insider. 300 to 1. And that's why you're not getting an arbitrage opportunity because that's a very, very small number, 300 to 1. Tennessee is currently minus 200 to win the South. Indianapolis is currently plus 150 to win the South. Now, I know it's minus 200, but based on what's going on with Indianapolis, this is not a huge uh, uh, a huge backing of Tennessee. I don't love Tennessee. Matter of fact, I think that they're a little overrated. But this is more a fade of Indianapolis, right? Indianapolis is having all kinds of injury issues. D-line, offensive line. We just learned today their left, left tackle is going to be out for the season, and their backup left, left tackle, uh, LaRaven Clark, also out for the season. So that's two. Left tackles out for the season for Indianapolis. Phillip Rivers battling a toe injury. They're just too old, just too banged up at, the, at this point in the season. And plus, you look at the end of this schedule, on the road in, in uh, Oakland, or I should say Las Vegas next week, I think that's a loss for Indy. Then they're back home against the Texans. going to be a close game. On the road at the Steelers, loss. And then the Jaguars at home, probably a win. Very, very difficult end of the season for Indianapolis. Right now, their focus in Indy should not be winning the division. It should be just making the playoffs. Because in Tennessee, by the way, both teams, 8-4. and four, Same exact record. Tennessee ends the season. Jaguars on the road. Lions at home. Packers on the road. Texans on the road. I think the one game of those where Tennessee could struggle would be at the Packers. But actually, that's a really interesting game. That's going to be Sunday night on the 27th, same day as the uh, Seahawks and Rams game we were talking about. It's a really, really big game. And I could see Tennessee showing up, good defensive showing, frustrating Aaron Rodgers, and maybe even getting the win there. So while I don't think Tennessee ends the season 4-0 and goes 12-4 overall in the year, I think there's a much better chance that Tennessee obviously wins the division. But the question is, how much of a chance? Because minus 200 implies there's a 66% chance Tennessee wins it. And I think there's about a 68 to 70% chance. So we're operating with a margin of error with about a 2 to 4% edge in this bet. Now, I understand it's still minus 200. It's not an attractive bet to make. But at this point in the season, on December 8th, with these numbers... I think Tennessee is actually a good price. So in division, I like Tennessee minus 200 in the AFC South. And then the NFC, I like Seattle plus 125 in the West. And the Washington football team plus 150 in the NFC East. Now, if you look at each uh, conference, it's really, really funny how things are separated. Because let's start off in the AFC, where the Kansas City Chiefs are the clear favorite, the odds-on favorite to win it. The Chiefs are currently minus 120. Okay? Minus 120. Not to win a playoff game, to win the AFC Championship. I love Kansas City. I live in Denver. I watch Kansas City play twice a year against uh, the Broncos. I've been watching the Kansas City for a long time. I love Mahomes. I think Andy Reid is a close number two coach in the, in the NFL behind Belichick. But this number is way too expensive. I mean... Minus 121 to say that Kansas City should be a favorite to win the AFC is crazy. And the reason this is, is because they're probably going to get in that first game either, you know, probably a team like the Browns, or the Titans, maybe the Ravens. And Vegas sees that as a big point spread, 7 8 spread or 7 8 number point spread. 
So Kansas City should be probably minus 300, minus 350 to win their first game. And then their second game, which will be the AFC Championship. Is that even correct? Because, yeah, uh, this year's the different NFL format. And so that's right. So they may end up playing three games before the championship. I doubt it. They'll probably win the AFC. But still, you know, Pittsburgh losing this last weekend uh, changes a lot there. It changes tons. What is Kansas City's record? Let's see here quickly. Quickly, Basil. Quickly, Basil. Oh, Jesus. How is this so fucking hard to find sometimes? I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. I'm not looking for all these articles. I'm not looking for social media links. Just give me a fucking record. Yeah, 11-1. and one. Both teams are 11-1, and one, Pittsburgh and Kansas City. And again, let's do the same thing we did quickly with the other scenarios. Kansas City ends their year on the road in Miami, on the road in New Orleans. Drew Brees probably not going to be back for that game. Falcons at home, Chargers at home. Now that... Looks a lot like 4-0 if you ask me. Pittsburgh. They end the season with uh, Buffalo on the road, Cincinnati on the road, Indianapolis at home, and then the Cleveland Browns on the road. So really, I mean, both teams have a very good chance to go 4-0 to end the season. And did they play earlier this year? They did not. So it's going to come down to tiebreaker rules. So um, either way, though, my whole point with Kansas City here is that minus 120 is so expensive for a team. We don't even know if they're going to be in the AFC Championship game. And the odds plummet after that. I mean, the second favorite team in the AFC is Pittsburgh, and they're 4-1. to one. That would probably be my best bet right now. And everyone's slow this year on Pittsburgh. Everyone who I know who likes to bet the NFL says, yeah, Pittsburgh's good, but you know, there's always that, that caveat. And I don't even know if they're that bad. Or I, they're bad at all, or nearly as bad as people think. I think this could be a great football team. It's a weird way to say that, but I do. <laughs> so right now in the AFC Championship, or for the AFC Championship odds, I understand Kansas City should be the favorite. If everything were even money, that's why we bet numbers, not teams, I would bet Kansas City. But it's not even money. Kansas City's minus 120, Pittsburgh's minus 400. Or excuse me, Pittsburgh is plus 400. But really, if you go down the list, I mean, the AFC doesn't have that many true contenders. They've got a lot of teams who have made it. A lot of teams are doing well this year, but not that many teams who I'm taking seriously, and I don't think you guys are either. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, really, does any team in the AFC South have a chance? Probably not. In terms of winning the conference, no. I mean, there's a small chance, of course. You're one in a million. You're telling me there's a shot. Yeah, there's a small chance, but I wouldn't bet on it. No, No way. And again, the AFC East. Do you think there's any way Buffalo steps up and beats Pittsburgh or Kansas City in the championship? I don't think so. So the AFC is much more clear to me. It's coming down to one of two teams, Kansas City or Pittsburgh. And if they played, you've got to ask yourself, what would the spread be? And then we start getting into, okay, we can make sense of these numbers. But right now, the pure AFC championship odds, where we sit today on the 8th, I like Pittsburgh 4-1. to one. It's not one of my better bets. I don't have any money on it, but if I had to, that would certainly be my AFC pick. And in the NFC Championship, it's, it's, it's a much different picture. You're going to get the Saints the favorite, but they are plus 200. The Green Bay Packers second favorite, plus 325. The LA Rams are next at plus 550. The Seahawks next at plus 600. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are fifth 
at seven to one. Then it drops off Arizona Cardinals plus twenty five hundred and all the other teams who don't really have a chance. So we said there were two teams in the AFC. I think there's five legit teams in the NFC who have a shot. Saints, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, and the Buccaneers. So in this scenario, what a lot of people will do is just pick the Saints because they're plus two hundred. They're the favorite and a lot of people see plus two hundred and they go, Oh, I could bet a hundred bucks and win two hundred. I like that. Give me the Saints. But I actually like two different teams besides the Saints in this bet. Because I have question marks about Drew Brees. If and when he comes back, and I should say when because he's supposed to come back, I don't know how productive he's going to be. He's an old quarterback. Statistics say old quarterbacks don't perform well after injuries. And he's going to be coming in playing some of the hardest teams, right? It's one thing to be hurt for the first six weeks of the season. Then you come in weeks 7, 8, 9, 10. You get back into the flow in a normal NFL schedule where you've got a couple Jets and a couple Chargers and a couple you know, uh, Washington football teams peppered in there. You know, Teams who aren't very good or who you may be able to kind of spread your wings against, get back into it against. But Drew Brees is going to be coming back right before the playoffs. He's going to be playing... Very good football teams from the get-go. That's not a good sign for New Orleans. So I think New Orleans is actually a little expensive here. I like the Packers a little bit, plus 325. Maybe spot on for what they should be, but I lean, you know, a little Packers action may not be bad. Rams plus five, uh, 550, like we said. Seahawks plus 600. But then you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 7-1, to one, plus 700. And this is the other bet that I lean to in the NFC. Because right now, Tampa Bay, they've not done well in prime time. And a lot of people judge who they bet on, especially in futures, what they've seen recently and what they've seen the most. And whenever we've seen Tom Brady this year, under the lights, where it matters on primetime TV, he really hasn't done well at all. I think he's got five touchdowns and six picks on primetime TV this year. Hasn't been good. But do I think Tampa Bay is intrinsically that bad? No way. Do I also think Tampa Bay will get these later games, the playoffs, to where it's going to affect Tom Brady? That could be the case. And that's maybe why they're 7-1. to one. But it's not enough for me to abandon you know, liking this bet or leaning towards this bet. Right now, if I were forced to make two bets in the NFC, it'd be the Packers and the Bucks. And it's not because I think they have the best chance, the best route, the best path to the championship. I simply look at today. What are the odds of these things happening in the in, in you know a month from now? And I'm going to take the teams who have the best prices. And currently, I think the Tampa Bay and the Packers fall in that category. Uh, in terms of the Super Bowl odds, we'll give them to you. I don't have any picks here. Kansas City is the favorite at uh, plus 200. New Orleans is second at plus 500. Then Green Bay, plus 800, followed by the Packers at plus 800. Rams, plus 1,200. Seahawks, plus 1,400. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus 1,600. And then it falls off with Buffalo and Baltimore and Cleveland. So those are the uh, odds for the NFL championship, the Super Bowl. But uh, either way. Those are my bets for today. That's what I like. The NFC East, we're going to go Washington plus 150. The NFC West, Seattle plus 125. And then the AFC South, Tennessee minus 200. And then I gave a couple leans in the conferences as well. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Hope you guys cash your bets today, whatever you've got. And I promise you again, I'm not going to be watching The Bachelorette tonight or The Bachelor, which whatever one it is. But I'm going to be cheering. You better believe that. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.